Felipe, Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos? Jeff Bezos. I'm an e-commerce guy, so I have to <laughs> admire whoever did for the first time the things that I'm trying to do now. Overtime or, or working on a weekend? Overtime. I want my weekends to be with friends and family. Doing what? Uh, going out, having dinners, talking, cool. practicing sports. I'm a big fan of sports. Read a book or, or listen to podcast? I would say read a book, but it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> it, might, your... it might be podcast because I don't have so much time. So with podcasts, you get a lot of content in a shorter period of time. So I'm a big fan of that now. And what's your favorite book? My favorite book, I know the name in Portuguese, is Previsivelmente Irracional. I think in English is something uh, irrational and predictability. Oh, that sounds cool. And what's about? <laughs> it's about uh, things in life that you cannot predict and they will turn out in something different than you're expecting. And then you prove by science that uh, things have a reason to be what they are. Uh, real estate, stock exchange or crypto? <laughs> That's interesting. Maybe I would go with real estate. I'm more conservative than a risky guy. And I think real estate is a science that if you manage to dominate, you can make some good money there. And did you have some experience in crypto? It's so hot now, so... I haven't had. <laughs> I just had bad experience in stock. So. Okay. <laughs> You're sorry you don't have experience in crypto? Or I'm no? sorry now. <laughs> it's easy to say now. But two or three years ago, <laughs> I wasn't sorry. I was sure that wherever I was putting my money, Mainly real estate was good. Instagram or TikTok? What is TikTok? In 21st century, when you hear the word Amazon, you're not thinking about rainforests or South America. Of course, you're thinking of one of the fastest growing companies in the world. And with this pandemic, this even became more volatile and more unprecedented. So, what does it take for the company to make decision to enter this highly competitive market? Uh, how can you launch this extra regional platform knowing that you're only David with the Goliath hanging behind your back? What can be the end game? What are the challenges to overcome? So I asked so many questions uh, and we haven't even started this chair talk. So uh, because of this, without any further ado, I welcome Felipe Alves. COO of one specific fruit, tropical fruit, ananas. Thank pleasure, you very much. <laughs> pleasure to have you here today. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. And at the beginning, tell me, why ananas? <laughs> That's a question that I don't have the answer. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> when I came to ananas, uh, which was between the project in BCG that I will elaborate more about it, and the implementation of ananas, the definition was done. <laughs> Before it was just... Delta holding e-commerce company, and then I arrived with Ananas. It's an easy name to pronounce. Uh, it's catchy. It's uh, the same translation everywhere in the world, maybe just cool. not in English, but in Portuguese, uh, in Spanish, in Italian, in Serbian, in many different languages, Ananas means the same thing. Uh, it's a fruit that most people like, so I think there is uh, some reasons like this behind. Cool. And you mentioned BCG, and uh, that's where I want to go next. I want to touch base with your career. Uh, you're Brazil Brazilian, is that the real word? Brasileiro. Brasileiro, okay. Uh, but you're now in Belgrade. Yes. So, tell me, how this happened? <laughs> uh, it's a very interesting story. 
Uh, I lived in many different cities in my life, even uh, outside of Brazil. Uh, I was a consultant most of my time, 12 years as consultant, eight years as consultant working in Boston Consulting Group, which is BCG. I was living in New York when Delta Holding uh, hired this project from BCG to say, we want to go into e-commerce. We want to develop something in this area. Uh, COVID was taking place last year, unfortunately. And uh, e-commerce was one of the words that were being spread all over the place that everybody was uh, locked at home and had to find some way to continue selling or to continue buying things, etc. So in BCG, I was one of the partners responsible to do e-commerce projects all over the world. I had uh, on-the-ground experience in Mercado Libre. I was a director of logistics in Mercado Libre. And at, at that time, I was with several clients in Europe, also in Mercado Libre, also in Africa, in Asia, How in the U.S. Ago? How long ago was that story with Mercado Libre? I think that... It was 2017. Okay. I'll get to that point. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just closing to, 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 to Serbia, when uh, we did the project in, in BCG supporting uh, this development of Ananas, uh, I was on the other side as one of the experts there in, in BCG. And in the end of the project, I wanted to change my career. I wanted to leave uh, uh, BCG. And Ananas was the first thing I looked for. So I, I fell in love with the idea, with the concept, with trying to build an Amazon from scratch here in the Balkans and bringing these amazing things that we had all over the place, but not necessarily here in the Balkans. Uh, I talked to the guys in, in Delta Holding and we quickly made an agreement for that. So going to uh, Mercado Libre. Yeah, it, that, was, that is very interesting to me because I know it's a huge market and uh, I'm sure... and. South America, Brazil, it's not that uh, 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 defined in terms of how you do business. It's, it's a very big market. Uh, I, I can imagine it was a very interesting uh, story and very intensive story to, to tell about Mercado Libre. It was. It was indeed. I was also a consultant in BCG doing my project for Mercado Libre. Mercado Libre was a big company already in Latin America, the leading marketplace. But they had a huge gap in logistic services. Basically, if you wanted to buy something in Mercado Libre, no matter the countries they were operating at that moment, you would only rely on the local postal operators, which in Latin America is terrible service and very expensive service. Or you would have to find a way to meet the, the seller and to get the products in from their hands. But we're talking about Latin America, Brazil. So <laughs> you could be kidnapped, you could be robbed. Uh, it's crazy. So uh, when Amazon threatened Mercado Libre by entering uh, more aggressively in Latin America, they hired BCG to define their whole logistics strategy. I was part of that project. After the project, I was invited to join Mercado Libre as their strategy logistics director. And I basically implemented all of these ideas there. It was in 2017 uh, when we started the ideas and the conversations and the idealization of this uh, logistics strategy until my journey lasted until the middle of 2020, 2019, uh, where we had the chance to implement, to bring amazing service level to customers and to change completely the landscape of the logistics in Mercado Libre. So two years, right? Two years the total journey there. And uh, looking from this perspective, what was the biggest challenge in those two years? Can you pinpoint just one? 
Uh, yes, first, there is no silver bullet, as there is not here in Serbia, for you to say, oh, I'm going to implement uh, fulfillment services, and this will fix all of the problems in logistics, or I'm going to work with uh, crowdsourcing. Uh, it's a combination of several multiple initiatives that you have to implement at the same time, combine all of them together, and then you are going to make the difference. Because every route, every region, every particular merchant, every customer, they have different needs, and you have to give a portfolio of solutions for them to actually uh, deliver what you were, you were expecting. If you focus only on one thing, you're going to lose a lot of time and give the chance to competitors to actually implement the whole portfolio of services and you're not going to make the difference. So this was a big challenge. Uh, and we we're talking about Brazil. Uh, we're talking about Argentina, uh, Mexico. Those are complicated Huge countries uh, for you to operate. Uh, they are large. They have a lot of bureaucracy. Uh, they Criminal, have issues yeah. with uh, violence and criminality. So, for example, to connect Sao Paulo to Rio, you should predict that at least 1% of your merchandise will be stolen in the middle of the way. Wow. That's uh, the risky uh, fee that the carriers charge us, for example, in, in yeah. Latin America. So it's crazy. Incredible. So we are moving to Ananas. Let's slice it. Where are you now with the platform? <laughs> uh, we, in June 2021, we launched the platform to start the testings just with friends and family. We had most of the development done from the technological side and also from the operation side, but it's still a lot to be improved. We kept these testings until November when we removed the mask. So any curious person that uh, heard about Ananas and tried to access Ananas.rs, they could actually buy and do transactions in Ananas. And now uh, we are starting the public campaign. So we are listening in radios, you're seeing on TVs, you're seeing uh, social media. We are talking more about Ananas and we're going to just promote more and more Ananas. And sales are, of course, coming uh, with that. And fortunately, we are delivering what we aimed to deliver. Uh, even better, uh, I was planning to do next day delivery, for example. We are doing same day delivery in a lot of cases. So it's, it's really good. You're, good you're changing the market, basically. Uh, that's our mission, to actually try to bring to this market something that uh, we haven't seen before, uh, that other companies are trying to do. But uh, for several different reasons, they are not doing this in the speed that is required or that is demanded by the customers. We're trying to be very aggressive in our implementation, in our strategy, and try to deliver everything as fast as possible with the highest standards of quality. So um, I wanna, we will come to the platform itself, and uh, I want to deep dive into that. But before that, uh, I want to talk a bit on the business side. And, uh, I, wanna, I want you to share me how the company that is a regional leader, like Delta, how company decide to build a regional online market of this magnitude, even though Delta is not working in this domain? How you come to this decision? Uh, Delta is actually a very flexible and uh, I would say with several different focus uh, in terms of business. So they are, they are adapted to any opportunity that pops up in front of them. Uh, regarding e-commerce, we should remember that 2020, when they decided to invest in this market, it was the year of COVID. And with COVID, everybody was talking about e-commerce. People were locked in, in their houses. Uh, they had to reinvent their dynamics, uh, their habits. They started to buy more online, even 
whoever never bought something online started doing this during the pandemics. And when they looked at the market that they were inserted, especially Serbia and some other countries here in the surroundings, uh, e-commerce was not so developed in terms of services, in terms of uh, value proposition to the customers. So it was kind of a no-brainer decision to do something in this space. And that's how everything started. And they, are, they were very clever and, and humble enough to say, we never did that. It's very different from the other business that we are used to work with. So they decided to partner with BCG to shape the best strategy possible for them to not only do that in the right way, but find a way to do it fast. Because we knew that time was going to be a, a very important thing uh, either to help us to succeed, implementing everything fast before the others, or if we lose so much time, the others would come first and we would miss this opportunity of creating something great for, the, for this market. So, uh, what were you innovating mostly our logistics, right? Uh, not necessarily logistics. I think it's a combination of multiple elements together. So, I can say logistics is one of the pillars. Is something that uh, it's very easy for you to say, I tried to buy something online and I didn't have a good experience. It took so long for the products to arrive or the stock was not available and I was informed seven, 10 days after my purchase, which actually drives to a behavior that is only seen here in Serbia. 90% of the sales are cash on delivery. I, I was not used to that when I came here to Serbia. I actually was fighting against cash on delivery, but we cannot fight against the status quo now. We can shape it for the future, but we cannot yeah. fight against it. But we're also working on uh, giving a huge assortment for good prices for the merchants. We are thinking and designing about the best uh, possible loyalty program, which is going to be a combination of our value proposition and some partners that we are working together to deliver the best experience to the customers as well. But for sure, logistics is where we are investing a lot of money. And what are the biggest ch challenges there? Uh, when you're looking for the, from this market, uh, uh, what you need to fight, uh, uh, how to overcome something that is entrenched, some problems. So if I think about my logistics issue, uh, we have uh, some traditional carriers, for example, that are working for e-commerce. And uh, when you do some research with the population, the traditional customers, they have a lot of things to complain about the services or the dynamics. It's not necessarily because they are bad, but I think the whole process and architecture of that is not properly designed. So we had to rethink how to design the whole scope of services from scratch, trying to bring the best ideas from different companies, from the leading companies uh, all over the world, and to adapt to the regional uh, specificities here in Serbia that will be translated later to the other countries in the region. Uh, it's very hard for us in a country that is small to live with a D plus three, D plus four delivery. Uh, this is unacceptable. I can drive two hours north or two hours south and I'm already crossing the borders of Serbia. So in Brazil, I'm delivering everything in next day and it's a much larger country. So why can I, cannot I do this uh, same thing here in Serbia? I'm sure that somebody told you it cannot be done, right? <laughs> everybody told me and everybody also told me don't work with the local carriers because they're not going to deliver that and for our surprise and i was persistent on that i said no they can do that and they are doing that 
but we just need to organize the process. We need to invest in the right system behind to give the support that we need from the technology side. We need to define very well the process, the cut-off times, the logic of the fulfillment services. We need to combine with some flexibility on the delivery methods. So all of these together, you use the resources that exist here, combining with something else, for example, crowdsourcing, and then you will uh, create a, a, an ecosystem that can deliver what you see in everywhere in the world. You mentioned technology, and uh, I'm sure you're going to, to agree with me that Serbia is uh, very well suited with a, with a technical talent. Um, and that, with that premise, you can say it's easy to build something technological, but is it really? Uh, I want you to tell me from your perspective when you need to come to certain decisions. I'm sure you have a great team working on, on the pro product. But I want to uh, hear from your perspective when you're making decisions what to develop next, what to do next, uh, how you make those decisions and how you, uh, how to, how you move that to the, to the technological people, to the engineers, how you communicate that with them and how you... Uh, what is the end goal of that? What, what is the end product of that? Okay, uh, first to talk about the Serbia and the tech team that I'm uh, working and in direct relationship here. It's really truly amazing. I had the chance to meet uh, tech people from different places, but here in Serbia we have very, very talented pool of uh, developers, of architects uh, and project managers. So it's very easy to work with these teams here but you need to tell them exactly what you want. Uh, we are not reinventing something that is inventing something that is completely new. We are just adapting to the Balkans, something that we saw other companies doing uh, before. So it's, it's very important to have a good team behind that lived that life before. So I had my experience in Mercado Libre. Some other colleagues had experience in Google, Amazon, Alibaba. So with Allegro, other leading companies in the world, and we're just shaping the processes here to the local uh, needs, to the local uh, constraints that we have in Serbia, and trying to translate these to the local developers so they can deliver what we expect in a very high level of quality. We are a cu customer-centric uh, company focused on the customer needs. Our priorities is driven by the customer experience. When I say customer, I mean buyers and merchants. A combination of both because we're a marketplace we're not the owners of the goods we are just connecting merchants and, and buyers both of them are important to our ecosystems and both of them are the targets of what we do if something that we're developing will not add so much value to the customers but will bring more value to the back office to us employees of ananas this is not prioritized the priority of our development and our initiatives are always to improve the experience of the customers because we're so much behind some more developed countries and some other companies that we see. Uh, it's easier our path here than maybe it, it is for Amazon to reinvent themselves all the time. We basically look around, uh, we talk to smart people that have lived different lives in different companies and we shape the strategy to the local needs and we move forward. That sounds so easy, right? Is it? Uh, it is, it is. Actually, it is easy to copy the leaders uh, if I had 20 years to do that, but I only have one. So it's extremely challenging, actually. 
put all of these ideas that they took 20 years to develop, to test in their markets, to improve, to enhance, etc., go into the level of details that is required only in one year as we put ourselves as a target to go live, it's really, really challenging. And I'm really proud of the work that we did together, ourselves, our partners, our tech partners, and it's amazing. So uh, you told me how you're like looking for the best practices and implementing it in Ananas. I have a question regarding because you're going to see what is missing in this market and put it out there. But how you anticipate uh, for the users that they need something and they don't know they need that? How you how you educate them in front? How to front? How to think about their needs? When, yeah, uh, we we used to say that a lot either in Mercado Libre or in BCG or in any other company that doing the customer research or customer discovery, asking them what they want uh, is not the best practice because what will make the difference for the customer is something that they haven't been exposed to. So they're not un- they're unable to tell that to you in, an, in a questionnaire. But I'm sure that you cannot just copy from one place to another because no. there is completely different market, uh, different people, culture. So you need to adjust it for the, for the local market, right? Exactly. And how we did that. Uh, the ideas and the principles behind, they are more or less the same. Uh, what you have in Bow.com in Netherlands, what you have in Allegro in Poland, what you have in Amazon in several countries, in Mercado Libre in Latin America, the principles behind are more or less the same. The details are different on the implementation. So we had to combine all of these ideas, experts that came from different parts of the world with a very strong local team that was leaving somehow the logistics, that was was leaving the marketing, commercials, that understands what customer needs, what customer uh, values and don't value here in in, in the local market. And we combined these ideas together and we shaped it to the uh, unique value proposition to this market. So this is the challenging piece uh, of work. I, with my experience from Mercado Libre, cannot do at all Ananas alone. Someone else that comes from Amazon and arrives here cannot do it alone. We need to combine the local knowledge with the experience from abroad and build something that is going to actually drive uh, uh, the difference here and will make us win. Is there one thing that you think will disrupt the market from your side? Uh, from my side, I would say for sure logistics is going to disrupt the market. In the first days of sales that we had so far, all the comments that we saw in LinkedIn is, I'm surprised, same-day delivery is a reality in Serbia. I, I saw, wasn't dreaming I about saw it. so <laughs> many of those. So uh, I believe that logistics is something that we see uh, in the first moments. I think we're going to see many other different comments from different parts of our unique selling proposition also coming uh, and translated as comments and positive comments from, from the customers. And I'm very excited for the combination of uh, different things that we're offering in our ecosystem to the customer. So you mentioned earlier that uh, uh, you have a goal for one year to accomplish a lot. And uh, what is the goal for that year? It's the first question. And the second one, what is beyond that first year? What is the end goal of Ananas? Do you have an end goal at this point? It's uh, very hard to talk about end goals. We're just in the beginning. 
uh, I will talk about the first year, what we wanted to offer to the customers. We wanted to offer a platform that it's easy to navigate, so the customers can find whatever they want, and it's very intuitive, the use of that. It's nice, has a nice layout, nice design, uh, and the experience is smooth from the moment you're searching for a product until the moment that you're checking out and paying. We wanted to demystify uh, the risk of payment here in the Balkans online. So we partnered with a very strong local player that is our fintech arm here. And uh, we can do whatever we want. We can uh, receive the payments from credit card. We're expanding this for different types of payments as well. We are going to be working on cash on delivery that is linked through this fintech as well. We give money back to customers if they want to cancel a purchase, if they want to return a certain product. And the more they feel comfortable with that, the more we can scale later. We are working on building a huge assortment of products. For this beginning of our journey, we wanted to have at least 100,000 different SKUs, and we have it. Uh, our mission is to have more than 2 million SKUs in the next five years, and we're going to work hard for that. Purely uh, investing in marketplace, but also complementing some of our offer what we, with what we call the 1P, being the owners of the goods, just in a small fraction of our sales, because we believe that for you to scale, we, you actually need the 3P to, to boost your, your GMV. Fast and reliable uh, logistics services, uh, being able to deliver something to the customers in the right time, in a fast time, uh, in a polite way. So our drivers are instructed to be very polite, to deliver things inside the house or sometimes to the door of the customer. Uh, in different models of delivery, not only home delivery, but also a combination of Paketomati or Paketzona, where you can go to a coffee shop that is beside your house, the package will be there and the guy will give it to you. So you can relax and not worry about being at home when the delivery is going to happen. Uh, we are going to introduce later uh, scheduled delivery windows. So you can even choose from 6 to 8 p.m. to receive your package at home or from yeah. 1 to 5 p.m. or something like this. So it's a combination of multiple things. Maybe I forgot just to say about easy returns. Uh, you build the trust in e-commerce companies if you can also establish this easy return process. This is something that we invested a lot. So the process in the platform is very smooth, is very easy. The money comes back to the customer in a very timely manner. And uh, you build the trust. The more trust you build, the more purchase by impulse you generate. The more purchase by impulse you generate, more cool. growth we have. Cool. Um, I started uh, uh, this episode with the talk about Amazon. And uh, um, I want to talk about... Um, Referring to this, I want to talk about the future of e-commerce and logistics. And uh, I want to see your vision. And I want to ask a question uh, from the business side. Is the future uh, buying everything online uh, from only one big provider? Is the future monopoly? Or we are seeing something completely different? I don't believe in monopoly. Uh, I can't even say that Amazon has a monopoly anywhere. Uh, I think Serbia and Balkans are very underpenetrated in e-commerce. There is a space for a lot of companies uh, to come into this game. It's actually good and healthy that competition comes. Of course. Uh, we are going to grow together uh, the penetration of e-commerce in this industry. 
I believe in the future we are going to see uh, a phenomenon that is already observed in other countries where some vertical e-commerces also take a relevant part of the share, focus on furnitures, focus on pet shop, uh, and other different topics and themes. Uh, and it's going to be a combination of, I want to buy as a customer something in Ananas where I can find different products to my needs and receive these as soon as possible, or I prefer to work with subscription to receive every week or every month my pet food that uh, has a better price than what probably I would buy in one time in, in Ananas, or I want to have a furniture uh, website where I can have somehow a design of my uh, living room and position some of the furnitures there and buy this whole experience together. So I think these verticals will also have some space. Of course, in our plans, we might enter also in these verticals. But whoever is only focused on yeah. one vertical, we will also have some uh, specific space to win. And even other marketplaces. And that's the beauty of that. The more marketplaces we see here playing with us, the more incentivized and pushed for perfection Absolutely. we're going to be. Absolutely. Uh, um, I can imagine that... Uh, you mentioned the Mercado Libre is a huge experience to yourself. Uh, uh, how was the story when uh, uh, Amazon entered the the uh, Brazil? Even though that sounds strange, Amazon entered Brazil. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, Mercado Libre was. I can I can say that we were scared at that time in Mercado Libre because Amazon is a giant, so you don't know what's gonna happen. And what we realize is that. Amazon is a giant. They got a huge chunk of the market in Brazil and in Latin America, but Mercado Libre continued to grow 60, 70, 80% a year. Magazine Luiza also growing 60, 70% a year. Uh, B2W, Americanas, growing also 60, 70% a year. And the whole market was evolving. And it was interesting to see how the competition was actually shaping the whole industry for growth and not to define a winner and a loser in this market. So I really believe that is not a monopoly that will shape the end of the story in the e-commerce here in the Balkans. I think it's a combination of several winners playing in its different selling propositions and winning together. Yeah, and probably the users will be the biggest winners of all, right? Of course. Um, I want to finish with the personal touch and uh, I want to hear your story about Rambo Petkovic. <laughs> It's very interesting because when I uh, was making the agreement to come to Serbia to live here, uh, the only thing I knew about Serbia at that time was Rambo Petkovic because I'm a big fan of Flamengo, the best team in the world. And I used to go to stadiums to see Flamengo playing and Rambo was the, the big star in, in my team at that moment. And uh, when I arrived here in Serbia, I had a dream to meet him in person but I could never imagine that we would become friends. And I'm friends with Rambo. His daughter is my Serbian teacher now. Moj Srpski je malo, but I'm trying to, to oh, study you're more. you're getting there. You're getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> cool. Felipe, this was uh, very interesting. Um, I enjoyed a lot. And uh, for you out there, subscribe. See you next Thursday. And uh, that's it for today. Uh, Thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure.